there's a choice you make within every choice that you make. I sit here in the meta of the choices that I've made. In the book, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, one of my favorite quotes is, even at man's highest and even in man's lowest, he is still the master of his own fate as his choices have brought him there. When you think about that, our choices driving our lives, you have to go through the layers of understanding of what that really means. So on the surface, it's you choosing things that have gotten you to where you are. But then that challenges the idea of fate versus free will, right? They say that everything around you in this present moment is a result of you using only 5% of your mind. So you think about that, you using 5%, that's not a lot. And then you ask, well, how much of that percentage is me versus it being a reactive state that I'm in based on the life that's been given to me or the life that I've lived? So trauma, environment, personality, right? So of that 5% of the mind that we're using, how much of that is our own and how much of that is innate? But if James Allen, as a man thinketh, if in that excerpt that is true, that regardless of how high we go or how low we sink, we chose that for ourselves, then it suggests that there's more power in our perspective and in our awareness as much as there is in our choices, because it would denote that the level of awareness that we have with ourself is then behind the choices that we make. So that does two things immediately. It holds you accountable and it absolves you. It holds you accountable because then that suggests that you used your best thinking to have gotten you so high up in life or so down. But it also absolves you. Ignorance is bliss. It does not absolve you, however, from the reality, from the relationships, from the mess or the success that your choices have made. It absolves you from judging yourself which is imperative if you're going to grow. Think about it. If you're going to go from ridiculed to redemption, if you're going to go from outsider to upright, from exile to exalted, the first step you have to do is forgive you for bringing yourself to where you are. So I don't know how many of you are out there that are currently in the dark of the decisions that you've made. But before you can get to the light, you must accept the fact that your best thinking 
has brought you here. Your most logical mind has brought you to where you currently are. Just feel that for a second. That means in those choices, there was a perception of clarity that you thought you had. So what I want to do now is examine that. Because if we don't examine why we thought that that was right, we can't ever truly become more than. So what had you fooled? Is there an ego that avoids doing the real work that could have perhaps knocked down that wall that created that blind spot? Is there fear of going inward and examining that one attribute that if you really look back has plagued you your whole life in different capacities? What stops us from examining that one thing that tends to show up in all things that enables us to fool ourselves into thinking we are thinking at our best that keeps resulting in us feeling our worst. One of my favorite speakers, Jordan Peterson, who is a psychologist from Canada, has a plethora, an array of content online that I've been consuming lately from everything and all things, but the psyche of the human condition, human suffrage and He brings it all to a point and uses a lot of references that I use. And one thing that he always talks about is the real shadow work. You know, during my journey of coaching others, I've come face to face with spirituality. And in my own practice, I I learn every year how it's so much more than just peace and love. That real spirituality is darkness. I mean, think about it. Only 4% of the known universe is physical matter. The rest is in energy. The rest is invisible. I mean, think about space. Like they said 90% of space is actually the black matter that you see. So when you look up, you're not looking at to nothing. You're looking at something that's looking at you. It is an ether. It is an existence. Spirituality is the shadow work. Spirituality is you going within yourself to that place that we often avoid, yet always comes back to haunt us. And I'm speaking from experience. And I'm speaking from that shadow. And I'm speaking from that dark place in the corner of the room. And I'm here. I'm in it. And what I wanted to do was to tell you that the real work can't be done until you first decide to do it. And they say that man will either change for one of two reasons. This is a Jim Rome quote. He says man will either change out of an act of inspiration or an act of desperation. I want to speak to those who are desperate right now. I want to speak to those who are sitting in the decay of their decisions, sitting in the mess that they've made. I want to to tell you something. You can get through this. It sucks. It's bad. 
she left. The thing is over. The opportunity has gone. The door has closed. The sun is set. However, you can get through this. But you first have to decide on what that thing is in that shadow that has caused you to be in such a place as this. And after you decide, you must immediately forgive yourself for being so blinded. All the choices that you make, even the bad ones, bring you to a point of clarity if you allow things to flow. In the Tao Te Ching, it talks about how things will naturally flow back down to the absolute. Even in your delusion, you will be brought right back to clarity if you allow it to take you far enough. How many people have we seen? How many people have we seen? How many people have we seen go from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows only to come back better because they were blinded too? So accept where you are and understand that it was only because of these choices that you are even here now listening to this and now do the work. Mend those relationships. Secure your legacy. Forgive yourself. And let the work be seen in how you live. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about not needing the validation from social media. Let's talk about not needing the validation from our peers. Let's talk about not needing anything else outside of ourselves. When you're acting in your truest and your highest, you feel it. I dare to even say, when you don't feel it, you feel it. There's a void that pains you when you know you could be doing more, doing better, aiming higher. And so then I ask you, what is the life that you want to live? And then how does doing the deepest, darkest work in the shadow in your own life connect to the life you want to live? Perhaps, perhaps it's in the same spectrum. I was listening to a lecture the other day from Jordan Peterson about addiction, about habits, about how it's so hard to stop something that you are addicted to and what the first step is. And he brought it to a point in saying, it's only when you connect to what that addiction or habit means overall to the life you want to live, do you then begin to draw a line to how you can stop or approach it. And I think that's true. At least it's true for me. When I look at the things that I need to work on as a leader, as a mentor, as a student of life, it's small if I only see it as something that can perhaps make relationships better, perhaps make how I interact with my students better. But if I step back and I compare that work that I could do to how it could overall impact my ministry, how it can overall impact my legacy, how it can overall impact my entire life that I'm leaving behind because I'm building something that is bigger than me. Well, then it becomes priority number one. And so then comes the courage to attack what I need to attack head on. Then comes the audacity 
to go deeper within myself than I ever have been so that I can come back out with the utterance so that I can come back out with the clarity, with the vision. It's only when you connect what you're avoiding, what your lack is, what your blind spot is. It's only when you can connect what your blind spots are to what the life you want to live is, will you then begin to prioritize it. And again, I tell you, as Jim Rohn stated, man will only change for one of two reasons, inspiration or desperation. And I want to tell you a secret. I want to tell you something that many of you may not have ever known about me. I live inspired. And I still fail. But I've never failed when I've been desperate. Desperation is what drove me to achieve some of the highest highs I've ever had in my career. My back being against the wall is what has made me a man in certain scenarios. The same could be said for you. I mean, sure, you hear a motivational rant, you see a motivational quote, you have a conversation with someone who is further than you are, and perhaps you're on fire for a few days or a few moments, but when you're desperate, when things have fallen apart around you, when the world has turned away because of your actions, and when all that you're left with is what you're left with, and you say, I will not die here alone, it's only in that moment do you declare yourself able, smart enough, wise enough to do what's necessary? In those moments of desperation, you need no coach. You simply have where you want to be and where you are and you find a way. So in this moment of my own shadow work that must be seen in my actions and no longer my words, I wanna say something to those who are desperate be all the way where you are right now. Don't turn your cheek. Don't shade your eyes. Don't guard your face. I implore you to stand in it and do the work. I implore you to connect the work that you've always avoided or that you've never wanted to tackle head on to your legacy, to your career, to your marriage, to your life. And I encourage you to go so deep within yourself in this very moment that the only thing that can happen is a transformation. And one last thing, do not mourn what you leave behind. There may be people that will have to just allow you to grow before you come back to them. There will be relationships that perhaps will just have to hold until you can come back with a bigger heart and a larger capacity to hold. Perhaps there are opportunities that just aren't yours anymore, that if in God's will, you'll be ready for next time. But everything that you're giving up and everything that you're letting go of and everything that has been revealed to you and that you're seeing right now 
you used your best thinking to bring it to fruition. So now in this moment, just imagine the life you're going to be living. Given that you're using now your better thinking. Because you are acknowledging what your blind spots are. And you are doing the real shadow work it takes to move beyond them. What would you rather have, people? Perfection or redemption? How would you want to be remembered? How do you want to be received? Leaders work hard, but they work harder on themselves. Are you willing to be honest with yourself? Do it in obscurity. Do it without judgment. But above all, do it for you. Because by doing for you, you're doing it for them. By refining who you are in truth, you're being better for those you serve. And that must be important to you. That has to be your North Star. It has to be. You have the capacity to do so much good and so much damage. Do you understand how powerful you are? You have the capacity to destroy and to rebuild. Do you understand how powerful you are? You have the capacity to bring life, to end life, to build communities, to destroy. Do you understand how powerful you are? This is about your power, not your pride. Do the work. May this message reach you. May the work transform you. And may the world receive you at your highest because you decided to do the work. It is in love that I send these messages. It is in faith that it will reach those who are they intended for. Peace, light, and love as always. I am Corey Taylor.